Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Welcome. We're so glad you could join us, especially if you are new or visiting us online for the first time. We're so glad you're here with us. And now for our announcements. Please join us to after service downstairs in Social Hall for coffee and refreshments. Reverend Kelly would like to thank everyone who participated in the gong meditation last Wednesday. It was an amazing event, and we are looking forward to doing it again. Whew, it is coming, September's coming, so a lot of wonderful things are coming up. Our World Day of Prayer service is on Wednesday, September 7th at 7 p.m., both in person and on YouTube, led by our prayer chaplains. 
Let's all come together to hold the high watch and pray for our world. Reverend Kelly's next class, entitled Know Thyself, will be from September 13th to November 15th on Tuesdays from 6.30 to 8.45 p.m. You will gain a deeper understanding of prayer, your higher self, and your life's purpose. The book Know, your, know Thyself by Richard Lynch is required, which is available at smile.amazon.com or Walmart. To sign up for the class, please email Reverend Kelly at seniorminister at unityfh.com. The women's group is having a two-day healing touch event for the men and women of Unity of Farmington Hills at the Healing Touch Center in Farmington Hills. You can enjoy a 30-minute full-body treatment for a special reduced rate of $20. You'll have to sign up, and the times available are Wednesday, September 14th, from 9.30 to 1 in the morning, or 5.30 to 8 in the evening, and on Saturday, September 17th, from 9.30 to 1. Participants must mention Unity FH to receive the discount. Masks and social distancing are required. There are flyers with more information on the counter across the sanctuary. On Sunday, September 18th, we are having a silent auction fundraiser for the Equal Justice Initiative, which is a nonprofit organization committed to criminal justice reform, racial justice, and truth-telling about the history of racial injustice in America. The bidding starts before service on September 18th from 9 to 10 and continues after service from 11 to 1 down in the social hall. There will be refreshments, music, and more. On September 11th from 11 to 12, the week before, the auction items will be available to preview and begin bidding. We are collecting donated items until September 6th upstairs in room 5 on Sundays after service from 11 to 11.45, and on Tuesdays from 2.30 to 4. For monetary donations, please specify silent auction on your donation. Let's watch a short video about the Equal Justice Initiative. To volunteer for this fundraiser to support the Equal Justice Initiative, please sign up on the counter outside the sanctuary. Again, you can sign up outside, in the, outside of the sanctuary if you want to get more involved with that. To stay abreast of all our weekly activities, our outreach, and our upcoming events, please visit our website, unityfh.com, check out our Facebook page, or read through our Friday weekly newsletter. Eileen Lindbergh is our prayer chaplain today, who will be holding sacred space for us today and we'll be available to pray with you after service in the back of the sanctuary. And now, as our music team sings, Surely the Presence, let us prepare our hearts and our minds for the daily word and the opening prayer and meditation.
for the reading of the Daily Word, Sunday, August 21st, 2022, Gratitude. Today we affirm, gratitude is my natural state of mind, and our message reads, what joy it is to feel gratitude rising from my heart and filling my mind. Feeling grateful makes me aware of the all-encompassing presence of God, including the divine within me. When I live from my spiritual nature, gratitude becomes the song of my heart. I don't need to wait for a reason to feel gratitude, uh, grateful. When I live with an attitude of gratitude, I find the good in every situation, the blessing that can come from any adversity, and the presence of God in every aspect of life. Practicing gratitude opens my eyes to the blessings that are present and opens my heart to receive even more. I give thanks for an unlimited world, blissful peace, and perfect wholeness. Today, our scripture comes from Psalm 95, verse 2. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Let us pray. So I invite you to close your eyes with me. Take a deep breath. Let your attention flow down into the center of your chest. This is our heart center. Take another deep, deep breath and feel yourself being filled with the presence of love from your heart center. And as you exhale, release love out into the world from your heart center. Just imagine it happening and it will be so. It is from this space of love that we will pray. Mother, Father, everything God, we know you to be that one power and that one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe. We know you as God, the good omnipotent, omnipresent and omniscient. And we know that we are one with you, which makes us all good as well. Absolute good, absolutely. In this divinely right moment, we open our hearts, our minds, our bodies to hear and receive your message for today. To let it ignite the light in us even further, even brighter, that we may go out and shine our light in the world. But just for this right now moment, let us just take just a brief little bit of time to sit breathing in love and exhaling love out into the world. Let your mind settle down. Let your body be at peace. Let your heart fill with love. And just continue to breathe in deeply the breath of love. And as you exhale, let your mind release, let go, and let God. Gentle, deep breaths, breathing in love. And gentle, deep exhales. Exhale love out into the world. And God, we know that that power of love that we are breathing in and breathing out is infinite 
It is your presence, everywhere present. We thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what, even when we don't act like we know it. So in this moment, we lift our hearts, our minds, our souls, and this prayer in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ with the fullness of oneness and the expression of love. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Okay, and now, I love that. <laughs> I just low into the music. Thank you, Nicholas. <laughs> Let's do our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. Say that two more times. I am an individualized expression of God. Now say it like you mean it this time. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let's go ahead and affirm our growth affirmation together and <laughs> know that it is working, working, and working some more. Thank you, God. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classroom with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. I'm never gonna turn around, so I turn my eyes to heaven. God, why don't you do something? Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of people living in poverty, children sold into slavery, people dying in malls and streets. So I shook my fist at heaven, said, God, why don't you do something? And he said, I do. Do nothing 
I love about our music team is that Lauren always finds a way to find videos that match the music and bring out part of what the song is, is about. And I thought that was very moving as you watched the video. Did it touch your hearts too? Yeah. And I'm very sensitive, so things just move deeply in me because I realized that. Do I need to use? There it is. That, just think about everybody doing things like that, walking around with the consciousness of being that light like that, how this world would be. Use the other one. Okay. I want to invite you guys into something with me. And I'm really serious about this deeply. I want you to join me in becoming God. And I don't just mean just being an expression of spiritual law and all that. I want you to join me in being a deep expression of love. And I want you to join me in being such a deep expression of love that no matter how a person is being, or no matter how you are, that when you look in your eyes in the morning or in the mirror, and you look in someone else's eyes, all you see is God. When you become that presence, that's all you see in the other person. Are you willing to join me in that invitation of becoming God? Can we clap on it? So along with that, I invite you to close your eyes with me as I go into an just a little bit of imagery. So gently close your eyes. Well, I'm going to have my eyes open. But gently close your eyes. Uh, hold on one second. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Now you can close your eyes. And I want you to imagine a beautiful area in Israel, however it looks to you. Nice and sunny day. <clears throat> it's a village where Jesus has been spending time in a home. He comes out of the home and he begins to teach to people. And they're being touched by what he's teaching them. And all of a sudden, a crowd gathers around him. So he decides to get in a boat, and he drifts out a little bit from the shore. And everybody's sitting there waiting to hear what he's going to share next. And he begins to start telling stories. 
And one of the stories that he tells is called Parable of a Mustard Seed. And I'm going to read it. Just keep your eyes closed, please, and receive it. Jesus said, How can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches and trees and can make its nest, and birds can make their nest in its shade. Now breathe that in deeply. Just breathe in a small, tiny mustard seed that's growing into a huge tree. And everywhere you go, all you see is open areas of yellow plants. They're real tall. And you walk through them. You see what Jesus is talking about. And there are other plants that are trees that can get as high as nine feet tall around you. Beautiful, warm energy. And as Jesus is sharing this story about the mustard seed, you look around and you see what he's talking about. The smallest seed becomes the largest of all garden plants. And it grows these branches where birds can nest in its shade. Now take a deep breath and open your eyes. The title of my talk today is Parable of the Mustard Seed. And I want to show you a couple of the plants that grew where Jesus was and the tiny seeds that he was describing. The first one is called the Brassica nigra. And if you look at the seed, it's really tiny. And you see all the yellow around? You see the image of it? Was it a better experience to imagine it or to see it up on the screen? To imagine it, right? To be there, right? The next uh, mustard tree that, and mustard seed that Jesus was talking about is called the Nicotiana Graca. And you see the tiny seed there and how big it grows. Was it easier to imagine or feel it as you're looking at the image or as you imaged it within your mind? Imaging it within your mind, right? This is a powerful parable that's found in Mark chapter 4, verses 30 through 32. But it's also found in Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 to 32, and also Luke chapter 13, verses 18 through 19. And the first three Gospels are called the Synoptic Gospels because a lot of the same stories and teachings are told in all three of those Gospels, and this is one of them. And we're studying the parables of Jesus right now. We're going into the parables of Jesus, and this is deep on me because I know every single life is a parable. In our lives, and I will continue to say this, in our lives, we are demonstrating some form of a spiritual truth. And it's important to know that because then you realize that not only are you demonstrating truth and it always is manifesting, law is always working no matter what. You, let me say it again, you, I'll say it one more time so you get it. You, I want you to say I, I have the power, have the power to, give to give God control over how God is working in my life. So the law that is working, you are in control of in your life. How you think, how you speak, how you feel is what determines it in your life. And I want you to really focus on this parable because we think that insignificant thoughts, insignificant feelings, these small little I'm so stupid and all that stuff, are tiny little things that have no effect on us. But just like you saw those tiny plants that grow out, those tiny seeds that grow into big plants, and the mustard plant is uh, like COVID, it's, it's viral. It goes everywhere. It catches on quickly, it grows quickly, and it sprouts up quickly, and it's invasive, and it's also prolific, which means that it has the capacity to be infinite in its growth. 
there are fields and fields and fields of mustard out in, in Israel, especially over near the Sea of Galilee. But inside of our own mind, every single thought is a mustard seed. Whether it's significant or not, uh, whether you think it's significant in a big thought or not, the tiny thought in you is just as powerful as the big thought or idea. Do you get that? The tiny feeling, the tiny emotion, the tiny irritation, the tiny bit of anger, the tiny bit of upset, the tiny bit of tolerance is creating something inside of you that is vast. And it's important here because Jesus takes and compares this. So why is this plant significant? When you look at verse 30 in Mark chapter 4, he says, how can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It's significant because he's comparing that tiny seed with the kingdom of God in you. Now, I want you to look at um, Matthew, and also I want you to look at Luke. In Matthew, we're looking at the part, uh, Matthew, uh, where it's talking about the kingdom of heaven. Can you turn to that one, Howard? Yep, there we go. And now you see here it says the kingdom of heaven, but in Mark it said the kingdom of God. Now there's a distinction there. They're used interchangeably, but they're not really. There's a nuance there that needs to be delved into deeply. Because Jesus, when he talks about the kingdom of God, represents the omnipresence of God. That God is everywhere present in every situation, in everything you do, in every aspect of life, inside of you, which is the imminence of God, and outside of you, which is the transcendence of God. But the kingdom of heaven, heaven, first of all, kingdom is an area of reign, right? It's a territory, city, or country, or area that is reigned by a king, quote unquote, right? Or somebody who's ruling it, right? The kingdom within you is ruled by you, is ruled by you. So there's a difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God because the kingdom of heaven represents our level of consciousness and awareness and relationship with the God in us, the presence of God in us. So there's a difference there. So, but it says it in the Bible, and Jesus, all of his ministry, when you think about Jesus' ministry, what do you think Jesus taught the most in his ministry? Just call it out. What do you think he taught the most? What was the basis of his ministry? Anybody? Love. Forgiveness. Compassion. Acceptance. Tolerance. Gratitude. And even taking tolerance and moving it into acceptance going deeper into that. But when you look at it deeply, all of those aspects that you guys just shared out are what we feel and what we experience and what goes on in us when we are tuned into the kingdom of God. They're all aspects that demonstrate that we are aware of, in tune with, and demonstrating and becoming God. Now that was tricky when I invited you to become God with me because you're already God. You are already God. God's presence is within you. Jesus said the Father and I are one, and you are one with the Father as well. Amen? Amen. But when we become it, and our being is always coming into fruition, we tune into it, and we manifest it within our minds and within our life. Amen? Amen? So that's the difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. And I want you to know that deeply because the deeper you go into your love and your and your experience of God within you, you're tuning into the kingdom of God within you. But the level at which you attain, the level at which you ascend is the kingdom of heavens. There is, there should be an S at the end of that word. It was translated and the S was taken off. It's kingdom of heavens, which is levels of spiritual consciousness. Does that make sense? So now let's take this deeper. How is the kingdom of God illustrated through the mustard seed? And I'm not just talking about a mustard seed of faith, because you've heard the mustard seed of faith, haven't you? I'm not just talking about that. What I'm talking about is the ability for something so tiny 
to create something so infinite. And the reason why the mustard seed is compared to God, the kingdom of God, is because everything that is needed to become that mustard tree is within the mustard seed. And not just to between, become the mustard tree, but to become more and more and more because it is abundant and it, it prospers. Does that make sense? You open up one of those uh, leaves on the, the flowers that you saw in that plant, you open up one, and it's so many tiny, like a hundred or more tiny seeds that you can put in your hand, and your hand wouldn't be, be, even be full. But that is the capacity of you. That is the capacity of you. Whatever's going on in your life right now, it started with a mustard seed or a mustard thought, a tiny thought that kept on growing and kept on growing and kept on growing. Look at the things that you really are enjoying about your life. Now look at the things that you don't like too much about your life. We created that one thought at a time. Our thoughts give God permission to move in our life. We have free will, which is our freedom to choose how God will demonstrate God through us. Jesus came to be a demonstration of God and to let God move in and through him as an expression of God in this world and to give up and give permission for his consciousness to turn it over to God so that God could use him as an instrument of love, being the kingdom of heaven in this world but not of this world. Does that make sense? So that video we saw of this guy going out open to be ex an expression of love. What if we did that every single day? Number one, before we even opened our eyes, imagine ourselves welling up with being an expression of love so deeply that we prepare ourselves commit ourselves, program ourselves, and even imagine ourselves being such a demonstration of love that you can smile from your eyes to someone else, especially since we're, a lot of us are wearing masks, and they still feel the warmth and the presence of God, that when you leave that person, that place, that situation, it is better off and blessed than it was before you got there. Does that make sense? And then the ripple effect is, that person who was blessed, that situation that was blessed, that incident or circumstance, ends up being resonating the consciousness of God. It's activated in that area. I always uh, uh, aspire to be the consciousness that the Christ in me speaks to the Christ in you to bring out the Christ in the circumstance. The Christ in me speaks to the Christ in you to bring out the Christ in a circumstance. The Christ in me speaks to the Christ in you to bring out the circumstance, the Christ in the circumstance. That when I walk into a, in an area, I walk activated in the consciousness of Christ. Now, I am a mustard seed as well, and so are you. I want you to affirm, I am a mustard seed of God. Together, I am a mustard seed of God. That small thought in you, you can activate into something big. You have a choice. You have a choice. I was thinking about my life. And I don't know why I came to this thought when I was thinking about how did I demonstrate a mustard seed of faith? You know, you try to have an example of my own. I always try to have an example of my own. You know, when I was younger, I was part of desegregation in Detroit, and I was bused to the area over near Redford off of Finko, between Telegraph and Evergreen, I think it is. It was a school called Hubert Elementary School. I was bused there. And one day, the bus did not come for us to drive us back to our, our neighborhood. And that was a, a, a lo that's a long distance. And we didn't have cell phones back then. I was about, when I got bused there, I started in second grade, so from second to fourth grade or fifth grade. And I was stranded at the school. And you would think that there would be a teacher who'd want to take you or the principal might want to take you, but I was a black girl in a white neighborhood. 
Nobody wanted to take me home. Or my friend Daryl Steger, and I still remember his name. So we walked home, which took us a hour, a, close to two hours. Because I lived, Telegraph area was where we were, and I lived over at Greenfield and Finkel. That's a walk, eight years old, backpacking your hand on your shoulders, scared. But I said, God, I know you're with me. I don't have to be scared. I don't have to be scared. And every time we went by some people who were looking at us crazy, I don't have to be scared. I don't have to be scared. I don't have to be scared. And I'm realizing this very moment that that was my mustard seed that created an infinite number, and I'm still going to keep going, of me overcoming fears, of me overcoming my greatest fears. It was scary for me to walk anywhere out of my neighborhood because my mom and dad were overprotective, and we couldn't go past our neighborhood. We'd go to one corner, down to the other corner, and that was it. We couldn't even go around the block. So that terrified me, seven or eight years old, walking from, and that was what? Uh, I don't know, nine miles or so? That's a distance. But that was the first that I remember of me overcoming an infinite number of fears, and especially big ones. And it brought me to the point where I was able to get on an airplane which was a huge, terrifying fear. Well, let me go before that, get in front of people. <laughs> I, was, I was terrified to get in front of people and speak in front of people. Think about where you are today. It started one thought, one tiny mustard seed thought that you held on to. And when Jesus talks about the mustard seed of faith, what he means is you hold on to that tiny thought, that tiny idea, that tiny affirmation, whatever it is, meet yourself where you are. Because it's not easy when you're going through things to have this huge, infinite, oh, I'm just, I'm going to overcome this, and I got it. Oh, God, you and me. It's not always easy. I remember telling you guys about this one day, because I can pick up on things before they happen in the world. And I was getting prepared for my talk one day, and I was walking from the back to the front of the house, and an overwhelming fear hit me, and I just started crying like, God, I know, I know, I feel so terrified. Why am I feeling so terrified? And I said, I, I, I know that's how I feel. The truth is, I am a spiritual child of God that has no fear, but it feels overwhelming. And I said, God, let me know that you are here. And I heard, don't you worry about a thing. You guys know where that song comes from, right? Don't you worry about a thing. And it started going through my mind. So I asked Alexa to play it. And as Alexa was playing it, I heard Stevie Wonder singing, but I felt God's presence opening me up. Does that make sense? I held on to the tiny thought that this fear is overwhelming, but I am not this fear. And as I held on to that thought, the thought came to me, God, help me know that you're with me. Because sometimes when you're going through fear, you don't feel the presence of God. Actually, when you're in fear, you don't feel God's presence. That's why you're experiencing fear. Somehow, you're feeling separate and alone from God. And I was feeling that way. It went like, ooh, God, let this, ooh, this is feeling. And I know you're here, kumbaya. No way, sister, brother. It wasn't that. I was racked and crying with fear. Later on the next day, I was talking to my son. I just felt led to call him and see how he was doing. And he said he was having an anxiety attack that night at the same time I was going through mine. I was picking up on my son. And he said it just all of a sudden he started feeling better. He felt like he didn't have to worry about anything anymore. As I moved into my consciousness, of don't you worry about a thing and let that song encompass me and let that song be my growing into the mustard seed a tree. My son was experiencing it too. I was tuned into my son. Don't you know that everything that happens in you is also happening in somebody else? That as you grow, the Bible says, if I be lifted up, I draw all men unto me. As you grow and as you be the expression of becoming God, being the demonstration of God, Somebody else in the vicinity is as well. There are usually 10,000 people, or 1,000 people rather, connected to us. 
Think of how, look around this room right now. Just look around. Look up in the, up in the overflow. Just imagine if each one of you tuned into and held a mustard seed of faith, some, some affirmation that will bring you through, something you can grab onto this right where you are right now and let it percolate inside you to where it got to the point where you trusted it. And then it became and grew into the infinite expression of that. Don't you know that there'll be a thousand people tuned into you that will rise up as well? We got maybe 40 people in here. That's 40,000 people whose consciousness is tuned in to this sanctuary right now. Visualize in your mind, walking out in a world that is affected by your love, that is affected by your truth, that is affected by your awareness of oneness in this world, especially in the United States where we are living right now, where there is diversity being celebrated, where there is equity being expressed and demonstrated, where there is equality and we're walking into living and breathing and acting as if we are brothers and sisters in Christ, that no matter how we look, we are celebrated and have the same amount of privileges, the same amount of privileges in this human world that we have in the spiritual world. Because I promise you, all of us have privileges of the inheritance of God in the spiritual world. There's nothing. God is not a respecter of persons. Every single one of us can call on it by how we think, by how we claim, by how we feel, by how we speak, and also by how we act. What if the world was that demonstration of the presence of God, the kingdom of God, one person at a time? What if us holding a vibration of love sent out a ripple effect, like the mustard seed scattered grows? How do you think this world would be? Like for real, I'm asking. Better. Better how? More loving. Thank you, Dennis. What if we saw with our hearts and not our mind? I invite you to close your eyes with me. Take a deep breath. Center in your heart. Imagine one of those tiny mustard seeds in your heart right now. I want you to affirm, I am God's love. Together, I am God's love. See it getting bigger. Say it again. I am God's love. See it starting to light up as it gets bigger. Say it again. I am God's love. Now breathe in deeply and feel it. Feel yourself being the expression of God's love. The expression of God's truth. Take another deep breath. See that light resonating so deeply in that mustard seed. It's almost filled your whole capacity of your body. Say it again. I am God's love. Together, I am God's love. Let it light up the whole silhouette of your body. Feel the warmth. Tune into everybody in here. Just, for, just quiet yourself down and tune into the warmth in this room. You can feel it. And if you don't feel it, it's okay. Your spirit does. Albert Einstein says, imagination is more important than knowledge. We know the power of our words. We know the power of imagination. We know the power of truth. But when you live it inside your mind, just keep your eyes closed and take another deep breath. Resonate love out into the world. And, and affirm with me, I promise to be the mustard seed of love that becomes the infinite expression of God. Thank you, God, for making me an expression of your divine love. I am becoming God. Say it again. I am becoming God. One more time. I am becoming God. One thought at a time. Together, one thought at a time. Take another deep breath. Open your eyes, and I ask you again, 
Are you willing to become God with me? Yes? 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 yes. Say it again. Yes. Yes. Amen. Thank you.
Can we give them another hand? Sometimes I feel led to do something, and then I say, no, I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to follow God. Um, there's a couple quotes that triggered me as you were singing, Lauren, and that was awesome as usual. Um, one of them is, a remarkable life is built by taking a thousand unremarkable steps. And another one is, a legacy of faithfulness is born from small, repeated acts. So if we take every single day doing one small thing, one small act of love, one small thought on God, something small, and continue to do it consistently, you will have an infinite expression in your world, a wonderful, remarkable life. This is from the book, Dream Big, Think Small, Living an Extraordinary Life One Day at a Time. And I've started reading it by Jeff Mannon, and I love it. So let's close our eyes and move into a consciousness of prosperity and abundance. Take a deep breath. Bring to mind what you feel led to give as a donation to Unity of Farmington Hills today. And know that any way that you give, we are completely grateful. We are so grateful. And I want you to say that. I am grateful for the ability to give and the ability to receive. And now let us affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And of course, you know, you can give online. Go to unityfh.com. Click on that donate button. You can do it through debit card, PayPal, or credit card. You can send in a check to 32500, well, Unity of Farmington Hills, of course, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. I was missing that, Dennis. <laughs> let's stand up so we can go ahead and do our, um, I just feel led to pray. So let's bring to mind who you feel led to pray with or for. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Say their name out, imagining us in a, visual, a virtual prayer circle, even those online. <sighs> James, Jada, Jasmine, Chuck, Crystal, Dana, Ashley, Dion, Rosie. God, as you hear these names being called out in this circle, we are so grateful that as we call these names out, we're following your unction, knowing that as we speak their names out, the divine prayer that is connected to their names is going to them right now. The Christ in us affirms and speaks to the Christ and acknowledges the Christ in them, knowing that you are bringing forth the Christ in their circumstance, situation, and way of being, that you are demonstrating the highest and greatest good within them, within us, within this church, and within this world. And we thank you, God, to, that we know that and that that mustard seed of faith that we hold on to will allow us to co-create that in this world. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let's affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. Love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. 
If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.